Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with The Pop Health Show and this show is for anyone that is really passionate about making more than one person healthy in this world. We've interviewed people from the provider end, from the employee wellness end, doctors, uh, people from IBM Watson. Um, we explore all different fringe topics in health. Uh, but most importantly, I'm really excited to have Kim Christine with us from Tampa General Hospital. Uh, Kim has a very interesting background, great passion for health. But before I go deeper and tell her story, I love uh, Kim. First of all, welcome to the show. And maybe you can tell our, our listeners a little bit about your origin and your story. Sure. Good morning, Anthony. And good morning, everybody out there. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about health and wellness, something that I'm very passionate about. Um, <clears throat> my origin story might be a little bit different from some of the other folks who you've had on your show previously um, in the sense that I have no real formal education in health and wellness, um, nor did I really ever think that I'd find myself in this field 20 years later. Um, I started, I actually am pretty grateful for growing up in a family that was very um, health oriented and, and specifically pretty sports oriented. So I grew up from a very young age playing tennis. I played um, in high school, I played hockey, field hockey, basketball and lacrosse. Um, I went to a division one lacrosse school and played lacrosse um, in college. And so, you know, I sort of had this upbringing that just made um, exercise a default for me. It was just something that we sort of always did. So um, my degrees actually are in economics and international finance. I have a master's um, in international finance and followed that path for a while and realized that at some point it sort of hit me, although this is something that I'm good at from a, from a skill perspective, it's really not something that I'm, I'm driven by and passionate about. And so I was lucky enough at some point in my career to merge my business background with my passion for fitness. And at the time, it really was just a passion for fitness. I really hadn't thought more about the um, all-encompassing wellness world. But I was able to join a company called Lifestyle Family Fitness. They were a, um, they were a, a gym, a retail gym facility. They had 55 clubs in over four states. And I ran the fitness operations for the company. So I was able to manage lots of people, lots of projects, projects, lots of clubs. But I was finally in the world where I got to help people be healthy every day. And that really was the catalyst to, to push me into the health and wellness field. Um, when, when Lifestyle Family Fitness was taken over by LA Fitness, uh, probably about six years ago, I ended up at Florida Hospital. And that was my first um, sort of uh, foray into the, the healthcare field. And it was such an eye-opener for me because I went from this you know, gym setting where it was really all about fitness, maybe a little bit about eating, but mostly about fitness, mm -hmm. to this world where we were um, trying to help people in all sorts of, of ways. And so um, I was there for two years with them running a, a large health and wellness, high-tech health and wellness facility. And then the opportunity opened up at TGH. And, and I'm so grateful every single day to be here. Um, I run their employee wellness programs here, everything from, from physical activity. Activity, to eating, to smoking cessation, resilience, um, 
emotional health, mental health. We do a little bit of everything here. And so it's, it's really exciting to be in a place where I can truly um, come to work and feel like I'm helping people every day to be healthier, to lead happier lives. And, um, and that's what I hope to continue to do. Awesome. Awesome, Kim. Yeah, that's a very, uh, thanks for sharing your, 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 your background and story. And that, that's a very interesting contrast from where you started to where you're at now, but you know, obviously starting in, in high performance and in sports and lacrosse and, um, uh, curious, um, uh, are there, you know, coming from that world, you know, from the you know finance world to fitness and then the hospital setting, and obviously you manage, uh, employee wellness programs and health promotion programs. Um, what are some thing? What are some themes or trends that have you excited these days when it comes to um, supporting employees in health? Uh, what are some things that have you excited these days? So a few things. One is um, the opportunity to use um, environmental changes to improve um, behavior change. So I don't know if you know a, a woman named Jenny Evans. She's the CEO of Powerhouse Performance. Mm -hmm. And that company is a company which helps individuals and helps um, employers to better handle um, stress, to do resilience training, to improve performance. And uh, we did some work with Jenny recently. She came to our organization. She worked with some of our nurses and our nurse managers. And she, she has a concept that she calls optimal defaults. And I think there are other people call it different things. But, but generally what she talks about is that humans are hardwired to conserve energy. It's just, you know, coming back from the caveman days, we're, we're hardwired to conserve energy and sort of take the easy way out. The other thing she talks about is our willpower. And she says that willpower is a limited resource. So as you use it, just like a muscle, it weakens. And there's only so much of it to, to use in a day. And so her concept of optimal defaults is, is really cool to me if you think about the ways that it can be used. It's all about creating default activities within the environment where people don't have to wrestle with a choice. So they don't use up their willpower. And an optimal default is one of those activities, a choice, that's in line with a healthy behavior so that people without thinking actually choose um, the healthy thing. Mm -hmm. So it really, it's pretty cool because what it does, the optimal default actually takes the extra effort. Um, it actually um, ensures that you don't have to take extra effort to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. So if you think of it like um, like the stairs in an elevator in a in a company, and when you come into a into a building, typically the elevator is is what you see first. It's right in front of you. So that's the default. People will jump on that elevator instead of taking the extra energy and effort to walk around the first floor and find out where the stairs are. So what mm -hmm. if we thought about putting the stairs front and center in our buildings as we build them so that people walk into the building and they, and they immediately take the stairs instead of walking around to take the extra effort to, to, uh, find the elevator or mm -hmm. what if in our cafeterias um, all of our food was healthy so if we have healthy food in the cafeteria and um, that's the default 
people typically will choose that default instead of going out, getting in their car, driving five minutes down the road to go to a place where they can find um, different or unhealthy food. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in a meeting room and you walk into the meeting room and there are no chairs in the room. So the default is, well, you stand and you hold your meeting instead of walking down the hallway, finding an office where there might be some extra chairs, dragging them down the hallway, putting them in the in the meeting room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we walked through a hospital with Jenny and it was very cool to see all of the um, ideas that she had about optimal defaults for our organization that sometimes not with the elevator scenario, but that are sometimes really simple to put in place and can make a huge uh, can have a huge effect on on people's behavior to get them to do the healthy thing without really thinking about it mm-hmm. and and interesting and so and and so it feels like the the optimal default if those are set up right that reduces the need for willpower to diminish because it's a limited resources exactly. resource Got exactly it. that's exactly the concept no, that's awesome. That's a, that's an awesome concept, and I, I I love it. You know, it's it, you see a little a lot of that with like leaders in non health areas. You know, from leaders that try and you know, or just people in general that just try and wear the same uniform every day, or you know, reducing decision fatigue is also you know a big trend we start to start to see um, when it comes to optimal defaults and 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 um, insulating you know or protecting willpower as a resource. What are some programs that you've done, you know, either currently at, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, at, at Tampa General or at previous places that that um, you've done that that are that are helping with that? I know you gave some mm-hmm. examples, but maybe you can go a little bit deeper uh, in terms of maybe maybe it's fitness, well-being, resilience, or any anything on those dimensions. Yeah. So one of the other uh, the trends that I really see. Um, moving along right now is the um, greater emphasis is a greater emphasis on emotional wellness and mental health mm-hmm. and uh, I mean we all know who isn't stressed out there these days mm-hmm. who isn't running around we just talked before this podcast running around from you know the kids basketball games to the um, a lot of people are are back in school or mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is that you have on your plate in life I think one of the things that I see every single day. And if I had to say, you know, if you ask me what's the one thing that's the the biggest issue in terms of wellness in your organization, I would say stress mm-hmm. and the ability, the ability to be resilient during stressful times. Um, so, you know, our organization and I think other organizations are, are finally starting to, to realize this and, and really starting to put more of an emphasis on other um, wellness uh, topics other than just physical activity and eating. So um, Mm -hmm. things like talking to people about sleep. I mean, it's such the basis for uh, so much of what we do in in your regeneration in the evening, stress and resilience, Um, depression and anxiety is really prevalent, um, you know, in, in, in our society now. So we're doing all sorts of things and we're just sort of you know at the tip of the iceberg on so many of them but um, we have um, services here and programs here for meditation for yoga and tai chi we have a program called heart math 
which is our resilience training program. It's based on heart rate variability. It's evidence-based, and it's super cool. And we have um, one instructor right now who works with many of our employees to teach them resilience um, tools. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get rid of the stress. But what you can do is deal with the stress in a better way so that you can effectively um, continue along your day and be productive in the face of stress. We um, do things like art therapy, both with our employees and our patients and our family members here, art therapy. We, do, uh, we have support groups. We do music therapy. We do aromatherapy. We have aromatherapy now in a number of our um, departments in the hospital. Just to to calm um, calm our employees, relax them, help them to de-stress a little bit throughout the day. Um, we do massage in our cancer center for patients and their family members. We have um, we're just starting a psychology services clinic for our employees. Um, so we do all sorts of of things here. And again, we're just sort of starting, but I think our organization has finally realized the toll that stress is taking on us, and that we have to um, mm-hmm. we have to provide some some resources and some programs for our team. Wow. Well, I love it. Yeah, you've touched upon so many different dimensions that uh, your organization does and, and definitely very progressive on a variety of different elements. I, I think you personally, you were someone that really inspired me too with the aromatherapy and the essential oils and things like that. And I, I'm probably going to lose a lot of man points for saying this, but in my in my office or in our office here and, you know, I've I've got a little diffuser now and, you know, I can combine certain drops and it does the diffusing and stuff and it it totally relaxes me. You know, these days I'm really trying to fit in a good, you know, 10 to 20 minute meditation middle of the day, which is, I think where a lot of people struggle. Um, and then, um, on the heart stuff, the heart math stuff you, you're, you're mentioning super powerful. Um, no, you've got an onsite gym as well. Um, you know, Kim, I, a question I always love to ask is, is, you know, what the first 60 minutes of someone's day looks like, but I want to modify that question just specifically for you, because I think you have so many different best practices from like, you know, in your office, like I know on the left hand side, you got the oils there, the essential oils, you're, you know, so you've got all, all, so much going on. But what is like an ideal day look like for you? Take us through like your health regimen, um, something like you're excited, like, a, you know, obviously not every day is perfect. Right. Um, you know, like last night I've been doing these free yogas uh, sessions, bedtime yoga with Adrian on YouTube, which are free. Oh, I love it. And, and it's like, I slept like a million bucks and, but I, what does your day look like your ideal, uh, you know, and maybe if you want to speak about the health dimensions and, you know, uh, a delightful, healthy day for you look like. Yeah. So I'll start with saying no day is ideal. (laughs) I Uh wish every day was ideal. Um, I have an eight-year-old son, so my mornings, I know a lot of people have rituals first thing in the morning. I don't have many rituals first thing in the morning because I am um, a chicken with my head cut off. I'm not a, a... early riser, so we sort of rush in the morning, which is not ideal. But once I get Mako off to school, um, I have a few rituals in the morning. One is I always eat a, a healthy breakfast. I think it's super important. We say it all the time, but I think a lot of people struggle with a, a healthy start to their day. You really need that energy. So I eat um, Greek yogurt with, with mm-hmm. fresh fruit and, and granola, and I eat a hard-boiled egg every morning. 
Mm. So I'm a creature of habit in that way, but it really gets me started and um, gives me energy to, to start the day. Another thing that we do here, and you're right, we're very lucky to, to work out of a health and wellness center. So one of the things that we do here as a group, and it's just sort of whoever is here in the morning, we call out time to hit the deck. And we head out onto the fitness floor, and we just do anywhere from one to five minutes of, of activity. And we do it as a group. We mm -hmm. circle up, and everybody picks a different um, activity. It could be a lunge. It could be a push-up. It could be a squat. It could be jump roping. And you do it for 30-minute intervals. Uh, sorry, 30-second intervals. And then you go to the next person and you say, what's your activity? And we go. And mm. so that's our hitting the deck. And what it does, it gets us moving. It gets our, our brains moving. It gets our bodies moving. If we already have stress in our day, it sort of releases that cortisol and gets us calm. So um, that's another ritual that we do here, which is, I think is fantastic, that anybody can really incorporate into their day because it's 30, even if it's 30 seconds, you mm -hmm. pick one activity and do it. It's really helpful to sort of decrease that stress and, and get yourself reset. And then the a third thing that I do, and I don't do it in the morning, but like you, I have started to take up the, the meditation practice. It's hard for me because my brain goes a mile a minute. But um, in the, I do it in the evenings when I sit down at night before I go to bed. And I'm using an app called Headspace. I think you know mm -hmm. about it. Um, mm. But I, I love it. And even if it's two, three, four, five minutes, um, it just relaxes me. It gets me ready for sleep. I've heard of a number of people swear by meditation to, mm -hmm. to help them sleep. People have had mm -hmm. trouble in the past. Um, and my son can do it too. There are, on Headspace, at least, there are kids' versions, and they're two, three, four minutes, and they have different um, themes. So they'll have a focus theme or a calm theme or a kindness theme. Mm -hmm. And they're just really simple but lovely, and, and he enjoys it too. So those are mm -hmm. a few things that I like to do. I teach spinning too. My one day, my one day a week that I teach spinning, I always look forward to. It's sort of my time <laughs> to let go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we hear a lot about resilience training, and you know, the big thesis that's shaping up is. You know, our minds, so many more communication mediums and protocols and information flooding and our human brains aren't really designed to process it all. So yep. how do you reset it? You know, and, uh, you know, as I'm sure you've heard the analogy, too. It's like meditation is like flossing for the mind, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, being able to give a sense to, to reset it. Um, I love the hard boiled egg thing. Curious, how do you do you make the hard boiled egg out there? You made them in advance. <laughs> Uh, because that that sounds like daunting to me, like midweek, like, oh, no, I got to make a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> yeah, so I used to just boil them on Sundays. Every Sunday I get my, my pot out and I just boil six hard-boiled eggs for the week. But I have to tell you, my girlfriends from high school were in town this past week, and one of them uh -huh. had a a egg maker and it you put your six or seven eggs in and you put the water in and you turn it on and it does it all for you and it's beautiful and as a thank you gift for having her she sent me one so i'm happy as a clam oh super cool <laughs> Once super a week. cool i've got to try that Do yeah it. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome no that's so cool and uh the spinning my wife's been into spinning lately and just looks forward to it once a week i watch our 
our child while she does it. And, and mm. that is a really good resilience factor as well. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of Headspace. Uh, I use Calm. Uh, mm. Some nights if I get up or go to bed now, um, they just released this really cool bedtime stories. And that puts me to sleep within 11 minutes. It's really interesting. So that's pretty cool. I do the paid version there. But um, no, Kim, this is cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing your your rituals. And, you know, it's always all about, you know, rituals and habits. I'll tell you personally one thing about sleep that's got me excited lately. It's pretty expensive, but um, there's this one book I'm reading called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And one big thing that they talk about is this thing called the Chili Pad which is like, it's 600 bucks, but it cools your mattress down for, you know, and sets it to the right temperature so you can get the right levels of, you know, melatonin or whatever, um, you know, and that is supposedly for people that, and that really want to get to sleep very quick and get into a deep sleep is, is big. And then there's, you have one? I, I don't have one yet. I've been reading the reviews. It's in my Amazon cart. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've not clicked it yet. My wife's giving me permission. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've been hearing a lot about that. And then also a a special concoction of like chamomile tea, a shot of apple cider vinegar and local raw honey, um, 30 minutes before bed supposedly knocks, knocks people out. So, um, so that, so I've been doing that one, that one definitely I can, I can definitely attest to. Um, Love it. but, um, so super cool. Um, uh, Kim, uh, you know, I'm sure we can kind of, you know, geek out and go on for a long time about health and personal health. Um, you know, one question, uh, you know, cause we try and keep these shows, uh, you know, maybe I think we'll have you on the show at some other point. Maybe we can dive deeper on some of the different programs you're doing and how those are cutting edge. Cause you have so many cutting edge things you're doing at Tampa general. It's it's really exciting just to hear that how they all fit together in a very yep. coordinated way. Yep. But um, one question I love to end off asking on these shows and these episodes is, you know, what is something that you believe that has not been proven yet? Um, said it in another perspective, what is something that you believe that uh, other people may feel uh, is insane? <laughs> so people think I'm insane every day. Awesome. And the reason that they think I'm insane is because I typically, 99% of the time, have a big, huge smile on my face and have a lot of energy. And I think what I would say in terms of, I don't know if this is proven or not, but I think something that's really important that I try and keep at the front of my mind and that I really truly believe in. I know we're talking about population health, which is making populations and groups of people healthy, but I don't think there is ever any substitute, no matter what program we have or no matter what we do, for good old-fashioned, one-on-one, personalized care and Mm -hmm. attention to a person who needs Mm -hmm. help with their wellness and health. Mm-hmm. So I, I preach this a lot with my team. My team is fantastic here. And mm-hmm. um, we talk a whole lot about positivity, about listening, about being there for the person um, who's in front of us, no matter where they're coming from, no matter what their issues might be, no matter if we agree or disagree with how they're leading their lives. 
um, but really truly caring for that person, respecting that person, and doing everything that we can within our power to help them to lead a happier, healthier life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important, not only from like an, a wellness perspective with wellness professionals, but also from a leadership and management perspective, mm-hmm. because I think we work so hard, all of us work so hard to push out all these programs and to create all these opportunities. And Tampa General gives a lot, puts a lot of money forward to help our employees be healthy and happy. But mm-hmm. if you're sitting at your desk every day and your boss doesn't care and mm-hmm. they're pushing you, pushing you, pushing you to hit deadlines <laughs> and asking you to be productive, yet they don't give you the opportunity, time or space to, to be healthy, to mm-hmm. take some time for yourself, to practice self-care, um, it really doesn't matter. It probably mm-hmm. actually pushes the person the other way. And mm-hmm. so I just think all of us, it's important for all of us who are in this space and even those who aren't but who who work with people every day to just remember that, um, you know, everybody has, everybody has a, a, a situation. We all want to be healthy. I think we all want to be healthy and it's, and it's difficult to do. So we need to be there for one another, respect one another, um, uh, and, and try and be as, as positive we, as we can um, mm-hmm. to, to help each other to be, to be healthier and to lead happier lives. Amen. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great perspective. And uh, yeah, to echo that a little bit, just because I, I know, you know, the, the awards and accolades that TGH gets, it starts, you know, at the top with that mindset. And, Mm -hmm. and obviously you believe it as an individual, but, you know, you see that um, wholeheartedly, you know, through the staff, you know, and, and how you care for your patients, your employees, you know, my son was born there. So I, my wife and I saw it from every single staff member, that philosophy, everyone was not rushing us. Everyone took their time and was slow. And that is the reputation that's, that's there. And it, it does start with a, a unified mindset. Um, you know, I know with our employees, we have that motto. It's always slow with people, fast with things. Oh, I like give, that. Give the other person time to exhale, you know, and, mm. and just listen don't judge. And, you know, we all need that opportunity. And sometimes that's better than a workout, having an opportunity for yeah. someone just to ask you a question yeah. and to open up. So no, well, yeah. Kim, this was great. Thank you for sharing. I mean, obviously, I'd, we'd love to have you back, um, talk a little bit deeper on some of the other sub programs, obviously, um, especially in the Central Florida area, you know, what you guys are doing, especially from a provider setting and for your employees, yeah. extremely progressive, extremely, you know, cutting edge but simple as well, you know, and you're doing it in a very uh, human way, which is, which is probably the most powerful element. But um, so Kim, um, we'll, we'll love to have you back Um, to our listeners out there. Thank you so much. This is episode 14 or 15, potentially 16. (laughs) I don't know. I lose track, but um, hopefully everyone enjoyed this, jotted down a few notes, especially for for those that, uh, that, um, you know, do, you know, either employee wellness programs or patient engagement, or, or if you have your own CrossFit gym, hopefully you took away something of value from Kim Christine here. Kim, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Anthony. Have a wonderful day. You too, Kim. Thanks so much.